welcome 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 to the super tea podcast show so i love how the universe just reveals things that you need to deal with within yourself nine out of ten times you know um anything that appears in your outer world is a reflection or a reminder of something that you have to dig deep within yourself to deal with and it's a process you know so um i um took did some self-love some self-maintenance which is every day you know but sometimes um self-maintenance is much deeper than just um you dealing with your physical self it's also you dealing with your emotional self and with your spiritual self and um typically i like to start my day off with this maintenance but yesterday um i was a little distracted and I did not start off my day like that yesterday, and it showed <laughs> um, throughout the day. Good morning. Oh. <laughs> So, um, anyway, um, it's still, (laughs) my podcast is still going on. So that was, um, somebody, um, a relative of mine who, um, is not stable. So it is what it is. Um, so anyway, um, so yesterday, you know, um, was yesterday, And, um, a term that I came across yesterday was, um, codependency. And so when I see the term, I was like, Hmm, it caught my interest. Like, what is this about? You know, I've, I've heard it before, but I've never really like got into it, you know, like the meaning behind it and stuff. And I, I thought that it had to deal with, um, a substance, you know, like substance abuse. That's what I thought. That's what I had originally associated that word with codependency. So when I looked at the video and they were describing it like um, someone who needs to be needed, someone who feels like they have to fix other people's situations, you know, some people, a person that takes on other people's problems and um, is it Hello, good morning. All right, I guess it pauses when I pick up, which is a good thing. So anyway, um, maybe I should put on Do Not Disturb. Let's turn that off. It's, it's first thing in the morning. Typically, nobody's calling me at this early, um, but... Anyway, um, back to this word codependency. So those were the key things that stuck out to me. There were other things like um, being a people pleaser, um, not being able to say no, um, 
not honoring your own feelings, doing things even when you don't feel like doing them. Um, All of those were signs of a person that's codependent. And I was like, whoa, I'm looking in the mirror right here because maybe out of the 10 things that they said, I only identified with three, but three was enough for me to say, whoa, I need to look more into me and see where that stemmed from. So of course I went deeper down the rabbit hole and I wanted to see where that stemmed from. And so I listened to um, a therapist um, and I'm so, I don't know her name, but um, I did subscribe to her channel because I think that having an actual professional um, doing um videos um and helping people is amazing you know and um it's a great service to people because a lot of people have opinions and anybody couldn't go and talk about their experiences like I'm speaking of my experiences but to have somebody in a professional specter and um I don't know what inspector is. <laughs> um, sector is what I wanted to say. <laughs> Somebody from the professional sector um, speaking on the same thing. It kind of like, you know, just reinforces um, the opinions and the experiences of others. So she is the one that I went to listen to for further insight on this term and on um, that part of me, because, um, I always looked at myself, I always labeled myself as a vigilante, you know, within, you know, like that's what's in me that wants to reach out and help. And it's just, it's been there since I was a little girl. Like I fought the bullies in school. I, you know, was the one that stood up and you know to defend not just myself but others who were weaker you know and I thought that was just me being a vigilante you know but I didn't see like where it stemmed from and when I listened to this therapist on YouTube I don't know her name and I do apologize I am going to um, possibly go back and listen to some other of her videos and when I do my next podcast or another podcast probably not my next one but another podcast I will put her name in and um I may also even go back and put it in the description so that you can look her up. Um, But anyway, um, I wanted to like see where that type of behavior um, stems from. So it stems from your childhood um, as everything stems from there. And um, what is um, unique about it is that it's a childhood where, you know, you your accomplishments were not um, really, um, seen as accomplishments where you, um, had to always fit in to, um, you know, what the expectations were for you. And it wasn't really a healthy, um, feedback that, that, um, gave you, um, reassurance in yourself and, um, gave you, um, knowledge that you know you were right in your in your beliefs and in your feelings and in things of that sort so you looked for um evidence of you being right by just 
trying to do everything perfectly and trying to fix everything. And when you have that from a child, of course, as a child, you are naturally codependent, but it's supposed to be a relationship. Your parents are supposed to kind of mirror that even though you are um, codependent because you are a child, that still your feelings are valid. Still, it's good to have healthy boundaries. Still, um, it is not your responsibility to take care of their issues and problems or anyone else's, you know, like they're supposed to, you know, teach these other things to you so that as you mature um, into adolescence and gaining more independence and then you eventually mature into an adult, you don't feel like you have to take on other people's issues and problems. Now, what's unique in my story is that I was a teen mom. So my childhood was very strict. My great aunt, um, Jehovah Witness, and she um, very did not allow me to do a lot of things. And the structure in the home was very strict, you know. Um, and I just had a very strict upbringing, you know. Um, very good values put in me, but very strict as well. And it was never um, the type of teaching that, you know, my, um, I didn't have to fix things, you know, it wasn't put on me that I had to, but because of, um, how the relationship was, I grew up feeling that way because, you know, like just things were talked to me. I was screamed at, I was beat. I was told my nose was too big. I was told not to show my teeth and pictures because my front teeth slightly push in. You know, she was very critical of me and I, I grew up being critical of myself and I did not remain there past 12. Um, I went with my birth mother and then my birth mother shared with me a lot of stuff that she had went through and because she had shared it with me and now I see it as um explanation of why she was the way she was and why she wasn't there from birth for me but at that time I internalized it as I have to be there for her and you know I have to somehow um be um not be a bad child so that you know um she doesn't have it any more challenging and you know if I of course um once I became sexually active, all of that went out the window <laughs> because I was just like, oh my God, what is this? This is what I'm doing. This is what I'm doing. Like, everything went out the window. I went from an honor roll student to uh, <laughs> a sexaholic. <laughs> I, I, this is my very first time saying that. <laughs> But um, that's the best way I can describe it. I'm not going to minimalize it. I loved it. I loved it. I did it as much as possible. I did it in some weird places, you know, like staircases and sneaking into people's house with their grandma in there and sneaking into their bathrooms. Like, whoo. I was a freak back then in the days. <laughs> Oh, it's a freak back then. But anyway, um, <laughs> we ain't talking about freakiness, okay? We're talking about codependency and how it forms and um, how I came to the conclusion that I had some of that within me 
and you know um, how I am correcting it and hopefully with me sharing um, it can help somebody else so anyway um, so that's how that was and of course if you're being sexually active you know by the graces I was responsible you know I wore protection 9 out of 10 of the times um, I went to my GYN regularly I even was on birth control at one point like I was responsible because I'm smart you know it wasn't like you know I liked it but I knew you know we had sex at it and so I was educated about it and so I did everything that I learned in sex ed um, to protect myself so I was lucky in that aspect and um, but I did get pregnant because the one out of ten times that I did not wear protection well I got knocked the fuck up <laughs> and um, that shifted everything also because now I was not just living for myself for that short period of time where like when I first became active up until my pregnancy it was all about me like I wasn't thinking about my mom and what she was you know what she had went through and none of that stuff that I was thinking about prior to that and this is still in my adolescence so this is as a child still this is not as a mature adult you know and then within my adolescence becoming a mother and then like for that short window that short window was closed because now I have another person that I must be responsible for now I have another person that's codependent upon me and it our relationship became a relationship of codependency from the gate you know it wasn't just a normal okay I have to be there I have to do this I have to do that because I didn't even have all of the tools at that point all I knew was the basics food shelter clothing you know I knew nothing of the emotional needs and of the emotional um, guidance I knew nothing of that because I didn't have that you know what I'm saying like I had the basics I knew that he needed the basics and and that's all I knew at that point as an adolescent. So I did everything in my power to make sure that I was equipped to give him the basics. So I went back to school. I went to college. I worked. And I've been working ever since. And... Um, and that's what I've done. But of course, there are other needs. There are emotional needs, you know, there are spiritual needs, you know, there are other needs that a person need to have met. And I was neglectful. I will say that I was neglectful in those things because I had no clue about those needs. I didn't become aware of those needs until after my marriage felt and um, which was an abusive relationship and my youngest child passed away that's when I was like just stripped of everything and I was left with nothing but me and I had to see how the fuck did I with all the love because I had a lot of love you know I had a lot of love a lot of generosity but I had too much of it you know it was too much of it and um I was wondering, like, okay, how come with all that love and everything that I've been doing, like, I was on the PTA board, um, I was got involved in a community organization, I was just giving and giving of myself, and I was like, how did I end up here at this space with my baby girl gone, um, 
I kind of figured out how I ended up in a fucked up marriage. It's because I didn't know anything about men or how to choose the right one because my dad was not there to teach me and there was no other man that was there to give me an example and show me. So I was just basically playing Russian roulette with um, choosing a partner at that point in time. And I thought that this partner was okay, you know, but it turned out he wasn't okay for me. But I learned from it through the experiences, through the six years and through the ups and the downs and the challenges. I learned a lot. And I also discovered that I'm hell of resilient, you know what I'm saying? Like hell of resilient, you know, but um, anyway, this is not about resilience. This is about codependency, which I clearly was exemplifying from that young age way into my adulthood and even though um when everything was kind of like when I was just with myself and I had to rediscover and reinvent and heal and get into all of the all of the nooks and the crannies of the trauma that I had experienced going through the different experiences that I experienced I had to just realize like dag you know um this is interesting, you know, like this is, this is, this is very interesting and hmm, I, I didn't know about codependency, you know, so I dealt with everything else, you know, I dealt with, um, the trauma, you know, with reassuring myself that whatever happened to me when I was a child was not my fault you know, reassuring myself that it was, um, that I was okay, that I'm worthy to be loved, that I'm worthy to be respected, that my feelings are valid, like all of that, and all of that build up confidence, which was what my last episode was about, but it was confidence from within, however, there still was some residual stuff, and I'm recognizing that the residual stuff was the codependency, because I still had that feeling that if somebody reached out to me and if I knew how to give them information, you know, or how to help, how to help, how to assist, I would do it. I would take it on, you know, and it felt good for me to take it on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It, it, it wasn't like it felt bad, but um, when it felt there were incidences where it began to feel bad, you know, where it was like, you're doing too much, Takara. And it was like, but I know to do this and I know how to do that. And I should just do it. You know what I'm saying? There were things where I could have just been like, here's the information. Okay. Handle it. Like, you know, and still be there instead of I'm going to handle it for you, you know? And, um, there were things like inside of me that was like, okay, you're doing too much. Stop. And I did stop and I did listen to those things, but it was a battle because I wanted to do it. You know what I'm saying? Even when I didn't really feel like doing it, like even when I was tired, even when I had other things on my mind and other things that I was dealing with, with my son and things of that. And I'm, I've had fast forwarded at this point. So hopefully my listeners are following me. But I still did it, and I was wondering, okay, Takara, what is this all about? So now I know what it's all about. It's it's about that, you know, and now that I know about that, now I consciously just am 
setting boundaries, even though I've been setting boundaries, but now, and it's not that I have built a fort, you know, per se, but um, I feel that it is important as you are healing that you also protect yourself while you're healing. And um, therefore, um, I have set up boundaries to say, you know what? It's okay. Let me give some things some time, you know, to work itself out. Let me not be so concerned with what somebody else is going through. Let me not be so concerned with somebody else's experiencing. It's good to have a healthy concern, but if a person is not willing to share, I should not get hurt behind it. You know, <laughs> I should not feel so bad behind it because it's up to them. You know what I'm saying? And I have no control over them. I have no control over anyone but myself. So therefore, I have to figure out what's best for me. And I have to behave in that way and take care of myself in that way. And just go forward in that way. And that's just is what it is, you know. So therefore, um, this is how I feel, you know. And it feels really good. And, um... Um, I'm really grateful to know now what that word is, to know and identify with what I was exemplifying with the signs of that and to be fixing that. So that is what I'm working on and that is what I'm fixing. And while I'm fixing it, I'm working on it. Um, I'm still going to be doing everything that I, I do regularly. I'm still going to be doing my podcast. I have to re-insert um, myself into... Um, my different projects because um, I started them but then because of that um, aspect of me I got wrapped up into someone else's life you know quite frankly there's no one else there's nowhere else to put it but to put it as bluntly and as honest as it could be and I did the same thing with my son you know um, trying my very best to pull him out of um, his messes that he got himself into and um, it got to the point where that was being it was very painful it was very painful and I had to just say you know what this is not me and my inner self was also letting me know that's not your issue that's not your your problem so love him send him love constantly have faith in him see him past this and he'll, he'll be past it when he gets past it, you know? And I had to also um, apply that to just everybody in my life, you know? Everybody's not going through the same exact thing, but everybody's going through something. And yes, I can be supportive, you know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, I have my own emotional needs that need to be met. And I cannot depend on anybody else to meet those needs. Now, if somebody chooses to do so, that's wonderful. That's great. And if they do it over a period of time, then I can build a solid trust within them. However, it is my primary responsibility to meet all of my needs. So therefore, I cannot put my needs to the side or put my needs um, under to serve somebody else's emotional needs, you know, and serve somebody else's um, wants or desires, you know, I have to put me first. So therefore, 
Um, I have to know with what I'm dealing with, what exactly I need to better myself on and work on it, knowing that even right now, as I'm working on those things, I am still worthy. My feelings are still valid. My emotional needs are important and they must be met. And I am the one that is responsible for doing that. So I need to take whatever precautions is necessary to ensure that I do that. I am the one that has to self-soothe. You know what I'm saying? I have to even sometimes self-parent the inner child within me because the inner child is like, I want to have fun. I want to do this. I want to do what? And I have to say, listen, okay, it's okay. But we got to do this in a healthy way. We got to do this in a safe way. We're not going to do this in a way that is going to put my emotional needs on the back burner, put my feelings on the back burner that's going to ignore me or whatever like that. We're not going to do it that way. And I have to just snap out of whatever emotion I'm feeling. Absolutely feel it. Absolutely say it's okay for me to feel it. Absolutely know it's okay for me to feel it and know that, hey, this is temporary. This is just a piece of contrast that I'm experiencing right now. And contrast is not a bad thing because it lets me know what I do want more clearly and lets me focus on that and allows me to look and see well how did I even get to that point and what do I need to do so that I do not get to that point again and how am I going to be better prepared if I do get to that point again you know it's all about self-work you all it's all about taking self in inventory of yourself and that is something that I encourage to do on a daily Thing. Like you brush your teeth daily, check in with yourself daily, see how you're feeling because your feelings are so important. When you are feeling good, trust and believe me, you are going to have more and more things to feel good about. It's just point blank how it works. It's a universal law. And when you are not feeling good, you need to know what's going to make you feel better and not just superficially, but in depth, deeply. You know, I had the option of going and taking a shot of tequila and not even thinking about what I was experiencing and the option of talking myself into a logic that just said, you know what, Um, I don't even want to have this any interaction with this individual ever again. But I did not do those two things. What I did was I looked at me. I looked at the mirror. I looked at me. I said, okay, what are you doing to get you to this point? Oh, you're doing too goddamn much? You're doing too much? Well, stop doing so goddamn much. Because now your feelings is fucking hurt. (laughs) This is a conversation I'm having with my inner self. And so I was like, well, I don't know how to not do it. Well, why don't you know how to not do it? Why don't you know how to not do too goddamn much? Why do you know not, why don't you know rather how to not care so fucking much? Why, why, why is that? And when you ask yourself these questions, you know what I'm saying? These really important questions, the answers will come. Boom. What came up like about maybe 10 minutes, 20 minutes later? Codependency. Here's the other signs of codependency. Like, here are the signs. What the fuck? Ain't codependency something to do with drugs? No. Oh. It's, it's more than that? It's different than that? 
that's just maybe a possible aspect of somebody who's extremely codependent but there are levels to this okay so these are nine signs of codependency out of them nine things three of them I could identify with oh three is one too many if it was just one I think if even if it was just one I still would be like not being critical of myself but I still would be like oh you need to fix this you need to fix this something you need to work on girl you know but three out of nine that's a third like that's a good little chunk so I'm like hold up did I do that Mm-hmm. did somebody tell you something and instead of you just listening and letting them figure it the heck out or giving some advice you took it on like it was your project mm-hmm. <laughs> like oh <laughs> and then you wanted to follow it all the way through mm-hmm. And what was you doing with your own projects? Not a goddamn thing, because I focus all my energy to help and fix something that was not even mine to fix. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Girl, get your life together. That ain't that. That's not what you were supposed to do. And now you upset because this person is not meeting your emotional needs. But your emotional needs is your responsibility. Mm-hmm. So what you need to do to meet your emotional needs? Mm-hmm. Oh, you need to grab your energy back within yourself and focus on the stuff that you are doing. Mm-hmm. And let that person live their life. Mm-hmm. And still be a friend when you can. But don't put everything on that because you don't know what the fuck you're doing because <laughs> you're not thinking you're just being emotional and you you're going into a default um behavior and you don't need to go into this default behavior if you're create if you are becoming a what a multi-millionaire mm-hmm, you better think like a multi-millionaire a multi-millionaire ain't doing that shit they're not even dealing with their own issues okay a multimillionaire has somebody that is they pay to deal with their issues okay so why are you not only ignoring your issues but taking on somebody else's issues that's codependency girl stop it right now and that's what I did I stopped it I nipped it in the butt I did what I need to do to because I know me I know me, you know, I can't say, okay, now that I know what that is, okay, now I'm good, you know what I'm saying, because no, I gotta practice this shit, I gotta practice saying no, no, you, okay, I understand, everybody got things that they go through, I understand people have bad days, I understand that, but what I have done was get too invested into something that there was never no discussion of should I invest myself into this um are you investing also into me is this an equal investment is is this something that is being consciously done um I would ask certain questions just to kind of you know just to kind of check in and see and the responses I would get would be like yeah I'll let you know hmm what 
no that's not that's not meeting my emotional needs i mostly need to be reassured everybody needs some reassurance okay everybody that is the most um emotionally intelligent person they're gonna need some reassurance and i'm not asking for this reassurance every second are you sure are you sure are you sure what is this? What is that? What's going on? What's happening? But if I, after a period of time, have seen, okay, I've invested my emotions. I've invested my time. I've even invested some finance, you know? Not that it's a big deal, but um, yeah, I have done this stuff. And so I want to make sure that I should either continue or I should step back and wait and see you know like this is what I want you know what I'm saying and if I have voiced what I want no matter whether I have voiced it how um some people would say I should have voiced it but I still voiced it you know what I'm saying and um therefore it it was clear it was pretty clear. It wasn't, you know, mumble jumbo. Yes, it was um, wrapped up with um, the me of being me, you know. Yes, it was um, voiced a little bit with um, a little bit of fear, you know. Um, maybe this person um, is is going to... Um, respond. Maybe this person is not. Maybe this person is going to disappear. You know, all of that is a part of um, codependency, you know, but I didn't know it at that point. I wasn't even aware. I just was like, okay, something in me was like, share, share, share. And I was like, okay, okay, I'm going to share. And then I shared. And then I was like, waiting, like, oh, I didn't get no response. And then the codependent part of me was like, oh my God, you know, what if, what if they don't, what if I scared them, and what if it was too much, and what if me being such a passionate individual is, you know, um, is, is, is too much, you know, and, and all of this, all of these things that a codependent person would, would have as an inner dialogue within themselves, you know, and once I had those inner dialogues with myself, you know, it made me say, you know what, fix this you know just leave this leave this yes you felt this way but maybe you should reconsider how you feel and you know um create some boundaries and I did I created some boundaries but guess what guess what I did after I created the boundaries I let the person cross the boundaries not once but repeatedly and it got to the point where I started to realize oh this person doesn't respect my boundaries I can I say one thing and they will laugh it off and they will push to get back to me and because I want the connection I will not reinforce my boundaries I allow them to push past my boundaries and think that oh maybe I was doing too much no I was absolutely doing not too much this was me setting a boundary, me saying, hey, wait a minute, my feelings matter, my emotions matter, and if you don't want to acknowledge them because of your own stuff, then that's okay, but I'm not going to continually give you access to me, and you are not meeting my needs, 
That is responsibility. That is you saying, listen, my needs need to be fuck met too. You can't meet them. That's okay. But guess what? You don't have access to me if you cannot deliver. Bottom line. Bottom line. You don't have access to me. I'm good. I'm not just good. I'm actually fucking phenomenal. I'm not just actually fucking phenomenal. I am somebody who is worthy of an equal investment. I am someone who is worthy to have her emotional needs met. No matter where they are, they are worthy to be met. I am someone who is worthy for open communication and honesty. I am someone worthy of jumping out of the box for and thinking out of the box for. I am someone worthy of extra effort. I am someone worthy of extra time and time period. I am someone worthy of consistency. I am someone worthy of honesty. That's what your boundary is saying. That's what you are saying when you say no. You don't have no access to me because you are not treating me as the me that I am. That's what that is saying. And you have every right to say that. Women, men, all of you, whoever's listening to this podcast, you have every right to say no. And so don't say no and allow somebody to push their way into a yes. Because let me tell you, through my own experience they will keep on doing it if you allow them to you allow somebody to enough time to think it doesn't mean that you will never speak to the person again it doesn't mean that all is lost it means that for it to continue to grow in a healthy way that you are going to deal with your stuff they're going to deal with their stuff and if they want access to you they have to come correct. They have to acknowledge your emotional needs. And they even if they can't feel, even if they cannot provide for your emotional needs, they still need to acknowledge them. And they need to be honest. Listen, I, 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 I can't even um, get with what you need right now. However, I don't want all to be lost because there's this and there's that that I appreciate so I respect your boundaries and I'm still gonna put forth an effort so that um, you can learn to trust that I am your friend simple as that and if that doesn't happen that's okay because you have taken responsibility for your own emotional needs. And it's not that you are depending on somebody to meet them, but you are able to say, no, you don't get access to me just when you want it. No, this is a two-way street. This is an ebb. This is a flow. You give, I give. You take, I take, I give and take, you give and take. This is an ebb and flow. This is harmonious. This is supposed to be a dance. This is not supposed to be anyone overpowering anyone. Yes, with time, with consistency, maybe you can be uh, the king in my life, but that's going to take time and that's going to take consistency. 
you have to convince me that that's what you want to be because if that's not what you want to be that's fine you know but don't act like you want to be that without actually putting forth the effort and the consistency to do that and again this goes back to codependency because yes in healthy relationships both people's needs should be voiced and met and not saying that it's the other individual's responsibility to meet that but I have a friend and I I can go only off of that one experience that there have been times where we didn't see eye to eye with certain subjects certain things but those disagreements did not stop the care did not stop the concern of each other you know and the support of each other those things did not stop that so therefore I know what a real friend is you know and I know it takes time for that type of thing to develop you know so I don't expect that to develop in a week you know or in a few weeks it's going to take time now can it develop in a few months it's quite possible you know what I'm saying but be just just be honest you know what I'm saying don't don't do things you know what I'm saying that would give another person um a thought that there was more to it when there wasn't you know what I'm saying like it's 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 a lot (laughs) it's a lot it's a lot of processing I'm going through um, however, um, I need to start getting ready for work soon. So I'm about to put on my music and get some things set around this house. I got on a face mask, but, um, again, on codependency, um, look it up. I am going to look up the, the therapist's um, name that I found, and I am going to put her name and information and probably a link. I think I could put a link in the description. I'm going to put a link in the description so that you can go and you can listen to her. She talks about a whole bunch of different subjects. So I'm not um, discouraging anyone to get professional help if they are at that point where it's affecting their daily life. But um, if you are just taking self inventory every day and you're realizing that there are some things that you want to correct and make better of yourself while loving yourself completely right now and accepting yourself completely right now and you want a healthy way to do that then I mean we are literally in the age of information where you can get information you can um, find resources you can find support even if you need it so therefore take that initiative to take care of your emotional self to take care of your physical self as well and just take care of yourself wholly, you know, take care of your whole self, you know, and be your whole self and, and know that you are good enough and know that you are worthy and know that it is okay to say no and it's fine, you know what I'm saying? Know, know that these things are okay and know that these things are fine and don't over-invest yourself, you know, um, without um, having a uh, uh, way to adapt 
to the changes that may happen and may occur because changes happen. Things change, you know, um, things either evolve or they dissolve, you know what I'm saying? And when you're dealing with other people, I feel like both or whoever it is, you know, all of the parties that are involved have to make a decision whether this is going to dissolve or it's going to evolve, you know what I'm saying? And once you put that out there that um, you need uh, an agreement needs to be made and you step back, you step right the fuck back from it. You don't over obsess over it. You don't look to constantly get an answer or feedback from it. You go on with your goddamn life because you got stuff that you got to do. Everybody got stuff they got to do. Everybody got stuff they want to do that is predominantly for them. That is just for them. That is fulfilling for them. So do that. Put your time and energy into your own projects, into your own stuff. And if you find yourself putting your stuff to the side to deal with somebody else's stuff, then you need to check yourself. Just like I checked myself. I checked myself. I said, self, no. Say no. Put up your, get back into what you need to be doing and just go forward, you know? So with that being said, have a great day. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. I hope this helps somebody and I will put the therapist information into the description box. Be well and take care. Bye. Hey, you thought it was over, didn't you? (laughs) Well, thank you for sticking through to the end because I got something special for you, for you, for you. And that is an appreciation, an appreciation of you taking the time to listen to what I got to say, what on my mind what's in my heart and just how I feel to know that my listeners actually care enough and value enough what I have to say it just touches me deep in my soul so thank you so much for your time I want you to know your time was not wasted I hope that you were entertained I hope you got a little laugh I hope you got something from this that it's an even exchange of energies and respect and of love so thank you for listening to my podcast this is the super tea podcast where I spill all my tea and sometimes other people tea too if they give it to me you know what I mean but um please stay tuned I will be uploading and adding more and more so again I want to thank you for your time and let you know that I love you and also let you know that hey if you got something to say just as the commercial shared hey you can monetize what you got to say so just think about it food for thought this is a great platform and um, anybody can do it all right take care and be well